Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you because I'm anointed to teach. And thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray tonight that light and understanding will come through this word. And our lives will be supernaturally transformed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, I'm excited that all of you are here um, this evening. And we want to continue with the hearing of faith. And it's important that in this season we stay with what the Lord is asking us to stay with. And that we're not... Um, tossed about by everything that is trending. And I, I just want to say that as a matter of fact, and in, as a matter of being led by the Spirit, one of the things, or one of the strongest attributes of faith is consistency. One of the strongest attributes of faith is consistency. So it's important for us at this season to be consistent, to keep our eyes on Jesus. To keep our eyes on and exactly what the Father wants us to hear and wants us to speak. And that's very important. So let's go to Romans chapter 10. We're talking about the hearing of faith. And this is the thought part. We're going to be re-emphasizing some things and going over some things over and over again. And it's important because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the things I've learned in my walk with God over the years is never underestimate the power of hearing something again. I'll repeat that. Never underestimate the power of hearing something again. In the Christian faith, reputation is safety. Praise God. Alright, so Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says, so faith comes from hearing, or the New American Standard Bible says from hearing. The New King James says by hearing. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And hearing by the word of Christ. So we have established that the hearing of faith is what, uh, the hearing of the word is what produces faith. And so if someone tells me today, well I don't seem to have faith to go through this situation, then my recommendation would be get more of the word of God inside of you. Open yourself up, open your mind up, open your spirit up, and get more of the Word of God. Now, we started very clearly by talking about Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. So let's go to Mark chapter 5, just a bit of recap, and then we get into what I want to build today. Let's go to Mark chapter 5, and it's important you keep your eyes on the Scriptures and see what the Bible is saying. Now, you, you know the story. We dealt with that in part 2. But I want to go to verse um, 28. It says, For she thought, if I just touch his garment, I will get well. Now, one of the things I want you to see about the woman with the issue of blood is that she was emphatic about her results. She said, if I do this, I will get well. And Jairus, if you go to um, Mark chapter 5 again, verse 23, it says, And he employed him, Jairus now, earnestly saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come 
and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and leave. Now, one of the things I want you to observe about these two people, Jarius and the woman with the issue of blood, was that they had a faith goal. They had a faith goal. And that faith goal was very specific. They didn't say, well, I hope she'll get well. You know, Jairus didn't say, well, I hope, let's try if she will get well. The woman with the issue of blood didn't say, well, I've been hearing about you a long time. Let me try my luck. No. She said in her heart, she thought in her heart, if I just touch his garment, I will get well. She was specific. She was, <laughs> she, she knew what she wanted. And that's something about faith. When you, when the hearing of faith comes inside of you, you're not in doubt what the results will be. Glory to God. There is what I call the assurance of faith. The assurance of faith. Now, let's go to the Matthew rendering in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 21. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 21. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 21. It says, let's read from verse 20. It says, And a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. Right? You know, sometimes we always have this concept that, well, we need to do a lot for the power of God to flow. I need to fast for 40 days. I need to do this. I need to do that. You know, what... What came so strong to me in my spirit about this woman was the fact that she didn't even touch the whole of Jesus' garment. Praise God. She didn't touch, I mean, she didn't grab Jesus. She didn't hurt Jesus. She just touched the hem of his garment. So what that tells us is that faith would release as much power as you require to get hold if you release your faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Just Simple faith in God. It's like God has been waiting all the time to get answers to you. God has been waiting all the time to get a word across to you. God, you see like the, the, the father of the prodigal son, it's almost like God is sitting outside waiting for you to take that step of faith towards him and he will run towards you. He will run towards you with healing. He will run towards you with deliverance. He will run towards you with salvation. Glory to God. If there's something I've learned in my years of walking with God, God will respond to faith all the time. And if there's no response to faith, the problem is not with God. The problem is not faith. We have to check ourselves. Glory to God. Now, let's read uh, we're in Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. For she was saying, and I want you to note that, for she was saying to herself, saying that constantly speaking to herself, if only I touch his garment, I will get well. So, when she heard about Jesus, she started saying something consistently. Are you following this? So, there had to be a consistency in confession. But, this is the point. For there to be a consistency in confession, there has to be a consistency in hearing. Okay? So, when we hear, we confess. When we hear, we confess. So, she heard about Jesus, then she kept talking to herself the realities of the things she had heard. 
You know, I said this the other time and it's very true. Faith confessions will create our realities. Faith confessions will create our realities. And there's something that Job said, which is very important. Job said, that which I fear most has come upon me. That which I fear most has come upon me. Isn't it amazing how people live in fear all their life about something? And then eventually that thing happens and they say, well, I said it. I was just afraid that this will happen. Now it's happening. You know exactly what happened? You created that situation. Why? What I fear most has come upon me. That means if I wasn't so afraid of this thing, it had no capacity to come upon me. Deal with every form of fear that you have in your life. Go to the Lord in prayers and allow the Lord give you scriptures to address that fear. Praise God. Every time I sense uh, a type of fear regarding either a ministry, marriage, finances, the people that God has brought into my life and the nations, whatever the Lord has called me to do, when I sense that there is a fear, I take a step of faith. I, I, I go to the Lord, I go before the Lord, and I seek the wisdom of God, and I hear what the Lord is saying to my spirit. I take up the scriptures in line with the written word of God. And you know what I do? I go before the Lord and speak those words, and speak those words, and speak those words, and drive that fear out. Just as faith has the capacity to release things from the realm of the heavenlies into our life, so does fear have the capacity to pull the things out of the realm of darkness and death and sickness and lack into our lives. So ultimately, you determine your experiences. Glory to God. You determine your experiences. Let me pause there to go to Joshua chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Joshua chapter 1. And verse 8. Now, it's important for us to understand something. You know, when we, when we look at uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, one of the scriptures that is so popular in the Christian faith. It says, this book of the Lord. And, and what's interesting to me about um, Joshua and the book of the Lord is this. Now, Joshua was about to take over. Uh, he has already taken over the children of Israel. And he, he was to take them to the promised land. And now God was giving him the formula for success. And you will think that God will say, you know what, Joshua? Make sure the army is strong. You know what, Joshua? Make sure uh, you've got enough resources somewhere. Or Joshua, make sure you do this. No. It's, it's, it's amazing that the formula or the principle that God gave Joshua was tied to the word. And I've said that all the time in this series. Acts twenty thirty two. I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. What builds us up is the word. And if we allow the word to build us up, it will get us into our inheritance. Glory to God. So if you are not walking in your inheritance, check your word level. Glory to God. Okay, Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, 
and you will have good success. Now, what I wanted you to pick, because I made a statement before now, and I said very clearly that you determine the realities of your life. Faith will bring realities from the realm of the kingdom of God. Fear will bring realities from the kingdom of darkness. And faith is not just going, well, I have faith. This is not going to happen. I have faith. No, no. Just, just loud mouthing is not faith. Is that okay? Strong will is not faith. You know, just, some people just have strong will. I know I will not die by accident. And they just say that. No, no. Every faith must, must have a substance. What, what is the substance? What's, what's that built on? What word is it built on? What word are you standing on? Glory to the name of the Father. So it's not just talk. You know, faith is not positive confession. Some people assume that it is, but it is not. Faith is positive, but faith is not positive confession. And so it's important for us to understand that faith is rooted in, listen carefully to this, faith is rooted, number one, in the will of God, and faith is rooted in the Word of God. The will of God and the Word of God. You can say both of them are the same thing, but I know where I'm going to. The point is this. When I find out what the will of God is, sometimes the will of God is not the specific will of God, for instance. For instance, if the Lord wants me to go to Los Angeles, for instance, or Lagos, or Ibadan, that is not written in the Scriptures. Okay? That's not, you can't find, well, go to Los Angeles, anywhere in the Scriptures. Or go to Lagos, or go to Makodi, or go to Meduguri, or go to Congo, or Mali, or Kenya. But if that is the will of God for me, and the word of the Lord comes to me, faith is better. But in that will, I'll find a word in scriptures that builds faith in my heart. And God is going to help me to see that if I keep searching the scriptures. And I'm going to build on that word. Anything... Whether it's a house, whether it's a marriage, with your finances, your career, your ministry, your business that is built on the Word of God will never fail. Praise the name of the Lord. It will never fail. So Joshua 1.8 This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. So I have a responsibility to make sure that the meditation of, of the Word is my priority. Believers must learn to prioritize the word. Meditate in the word. Now he says, So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. So, faith meditations will create action points. I repeat that again. Faith meditations or word meditations will create action points. What it means is, if I meditate on the word... There will be an action required. I will be observing to do something. So, the word of faith would require a faith action. Are you still here? Okay. Now, so then you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then, you will make your way prosperous. And then, you will have success. So, the key thing I want you to pick here is, that you will have success and you will make your way prosperous. It shows us how much responsibility we have in making sure that faith works for us. 
You know, most times we put a lot of responsibility on God. Well, if God wants this, it will happen. Oh, if God wants this, it will happen. Well, God has already laid out in the scriptures how we can get things to happen in God. In fact, Brother Hagin many years ago wrote, uh, um, preached a message how to write your own ticket with God. What does that mean? There are things that God has accomplished for us in the scriptures. There are, I mean, there are hundreds of promises in the scripture. Why don't you take out some time, get before the Lord, meditate on them? You know, when this whole thing began to go on around the world, one of the things that I've consistently, consistently spoken is that as a ministry, we are in the overflow. Glory to God. And it's been a reality. We are in the overflow, financial overflow. It's been our reality. It was not a... Now, understand this now. It wasn't a statement I tried to generate. It wasn't a nice statement I tried to generate. It wasn't... It wasn't something that I cooked up in response to the situation. No. When uh, I began to have talk with a couple of ministers and here and they began to talk about some of the realities of their ministry, it came up out of my spirit that we will be in the overflow. And I told everyone around us and told our staff and told the people that care to listen that by the time this whole thing is over, as a ministry, we are going to grow. It will just be amazing. It will... This whole situation would be like a fertilizer to this ministry. <laughs> Glory to God. And it's not, uh, it's not trying to be positive. There's no other way to it. That's the way it will go. Why? It's the spirit of faith. It's the spirit of faith. Why? Because I, I have been laying up the word of God in my heart until I got to this point. This is not an emergency preparation. Are you following this? Because that's what people do. The situations come, and then they try to go into the Word of God, and they try to confess, and they try to get some nice words. No. If you lay the Word of God in your heart when you don't need it, the day you need it, the Word of God will come out of your mouth. If you lay God's Word, if you will daily lay the Word of God in your heart when you don't need it, the day you need it, it's going to come out of your mouth. Praise the name of the Lord. The rich deposit of the Word out of the treasures of your heart, you're going to fling, for, fling um, stuff forth. Our faith confessions will create our realities. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, go to... And, and this is very important also because I've also seen people copy, and I want to say this here, I've seen people copy the faith confessions of others. Now, certain times some people make some confessions and it strikes a chord in your heart and you repeat those confessions. But it's important for you to go before the Lord and seek the Lord. And the Lord will drop phrases in your heart. The Lord will drop words in your heart. Those words are the words you should repeat. Uh, Are you following this? Those words are the words you should repeat. Glory to God. Now, faith begins where the will of God is known. So, if I know the will of God concerning me in this situation, that's the starting point of my faith. That's the starting point of my faith. So, every faith giant is a man who pays attention to God. Every faith giant's ears is close to the mouth of God. He hears the whisper of God. Or she hears the whisper of God. And as the, as the Father whispers to your ears, you proclaim those things forth and they begin to create your realities. Let me explain this to you and it's very important. And I talked about it in the part two of this teaching. And if you don't have the part two, you can look for a way to request for it. Now, listen to this. Listen to this very carefully. I talked about that when, Je- when Jesus went into the house of Jairus. Uh, go with me to Mark 5. And let me s- let's see that now. 
Go with me to Mark chapter 5 and verse 39. And entering in, he said to them, Why make a commotion and weep? The child has not died, but is asleep. They began laughing at him, but putting them all out, he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was. And then he, he raised the child from the dead. Now what I want to say is this. When you start living the life of faith, people are going to mock you. They are going to mock your confessions. They are going to laugh at your declarations. <laughs> Praise God. It's like someone who's lived a very rough and past life comes up and says, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you are going to look at you like you can't be. You know, today I was studying the scriptures in my office and um, I was studying about the life of David and, and I was reading the life of David and something struck my heart about the life of David. You know what? David, God promised David, he says you would always have a man on the throne. And we know that Jesus came out of the root of David. And I'm looking at the life of David and that man made some very terrible mistakes. He made some, he committed some, some terrible stuff. You know, but the mercy, the sure mercies of God visited him and God gave him a word. And I'm looking at that and saying, for instance, if David had come out of that encounter with God and said, you know what? I'll always have a man on the throne. Many people would have said, you're going mad. So faith confessions, people around you will not always agree with your faith confessions. Don't try to make your friends agree with you. Just line up with the word. Just line up with the word. Praise God. For instance, if a man takes Psalm 91 in this season and declares, No evil shall come nigh me, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Both say, well, well, we know that, but... Yeah, but that's what the word says. The word says no evil or no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Does something going around look like a plague? Absolutely it is. Then what do I say? No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Well, but what about so and so? He came near his dwelling. I don't know. I did not say, no plague shall come nigh their dwelling. I said, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. I can have what I say. Mark eleven twenty three. Glory to God. My faith confessions will create my realities. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go with me to Mark chapter 4. Just turn back to Mark chapter 4. And verse 24. Thank you, Lord. Mark chapter 4 and verse 24. Jesus was speaking. And he was saying to them, look at this, New American Standard Bible, take care what you listen to. Take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given you besides. But I want to take that line. Take care what you listen to. Jesus was warning them about what they listened to. Now, the NIV said, Consider carefully what you hear. Because the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. You see, whatever you hear, you're giving it a measure of thought. You are giving it a measure of consideration. And so he says, Consider the NIV. Consider carefully what you hear. If you hear something, you're asking yourself, is this worth my time? Is this worth my meditation? Is this worth my consideration? You know what? There are stuff people have sent to me, and I'm listening, and the first three seconds, I'm pushing it out of my, my way. You know what? I'm careful what I listen to. And this is very important. This is not about a denier. 
This is absolutely about the spirit of faith. You know, I'll tell you one thing, right? Every one of us is listening to this message when there's this global virus stuff going on, right? So I'll tell you, about the virus, three or four things you probably need to know. Number one, there's a virus. Number two, it can kill, you can recover. Number three, it's somewhere close. Maybe in a state ahead of you, it's in a country you know, it's, yeah. Number four, they have not found the vaccine yet. You know what? That's just enough information. Any further information is too much information. <laughs> you just know what to do to keep yourself safe. Then get into the Word. Bury yourself in the Word. The time you spend in researching evil news, spend it in building faith. Because you know what? The more you know about the news, you're not going to help yourself that way also. I mean, I'm not just talking about days, but in every area of your life. Concerning your finances, concerning your relationships, concerning fulfilling the purpose of God in your life. Do you realize that there are things that God has promised us this year and the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to me about it and I just want to release this as a prophetic word from God and a word of wisdom from God. One of the things God told me this morning, go get every prophetic word I spoke to you about this year and keep your eyes on it. And I'm saying that to you right now. Go and pick up everything God told you in December and January about your life and zoom your eyes, zoom the lenses of your eyes and your heart and speak them and keep your eyes on those words because you know exactly what's going to happen those words are going to come to pass <laughs> glory to god and, and that's what the lord began to deal with me about say so what did i tell you in january and i well you te- you told me this you told me this you, t- you said this you said that well keep your eyes on those things those are the things i've said to you i've not said anything contrary so until god gives us a, a different direction consistency of faith means staying with what the Lord told you. You know what? If the Lord told you this was going to be a year of increase, it doesn't matter. Let a thousand or a million virus be released upon the world. Let people lose their job. Let all crazy things happen. It will be your year of increase. Exactly as the Lord has said it. By December 31st, you look back and say, whoa, this was my year of increase. How did it happen? That's not your business. Stay with faith. Faith knows how to create its own path. Glory to God. Faith knows how to create its own path. Praise God. Now, the New Living Translation says, and I want to uh, get the New Living Translation. Because sometimes I want to say, with the measure you use, the measure to be measured back to you in King James, some people don't have a clue what it is. <laughs> you know. So, go to Mark, uh, Mark 4.24, the New Living Translation, NLT. It says, then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. Pay close attention to what you hear. Look at this. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given. And you will even receive more. Glory to God. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given. The Amplified said the measure of thoughts with which you give to what you listen, that's how understanding will come to you. So this is what happens. When we hear something... We pay attention to it. Understanding starts coming. So understanding can either come from God or the devil. I mean, the devil will start putting fear in your heart. And start telling you how deadly this stuff is. How crazy it is. How, I mean, the devil starts painting bad images in your heart and in your mind. And you, you have to take that thought captive. But if you meditate on the word of God, you know what's going to happen? Understanding regarding God's word. Understanding regarding faith. Which just come up in your heart. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Now, pay close attention to what you are hearing. Or to what you hear. 
the closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given and you will receive even more. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. So, as we pay attention to what we hear, and so therefore, we cannot be casual about what we hear. We cannot be casual about what we hear. What we hear is important to building our faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What we hear is important to building our faith. And, and listen to this. This is, this is kingdom reality. <laughs> faith will create your own world. Thank you, Jesus. Faith will create your own world. You will participate in a different economy. You will participate in a different world. You will participate. You know what? I, I, I was listening the other day and, and some countries are evacuating their citizens. And they are asking every citizen of this country, we want you to come to the airport. Your government has made arrangements to take you out of this nation and back to your home nation so uh, you can be saved from this thing. And I, I looked at it and I said, you know what? That's exactly what God will do with us. That's what exactly God will do with us. If the natural government can be so concerned about our own people to make a provision to protect them, how much more our Heavenly Father. Glory to God. He'll do everything to save and to preserve and to protect us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And that's what happened in Egypt and Goshen. The children of Israel were in Goshen. And there was a supernatural shield. And, and you know what Job told, uh, Satan, told Job, uh, Satan told God about Job? He says, I know that you have an edge around him and everything he has. Glory to God. There is an edge. The blessing wall is around us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is an edge around us and around everything we own. And in the name of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, we shall suffer absolutely no loss in this period. And what is the fall of many shall be the rising of the redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, now, go with me to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Numbers chapter 13 and... Uh, it's a long story, but it's a good one. Let's read from verse. You remember how Moses selected the, the, the twelve spies, and from each tribe he picked for him, uh, picked for a man to go into the land to spy the land. Let's start reading from verse twenty-five. And when they returned from spying out the land at the end of forty days. They proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the, of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. Now look at this. And they brought back word to them. They brought back word or report or news. They brought words back. And to all the congregation and they showed them the fruit of the land. Now, Listen, and I need you to pay attention. I'm going really slowly tonight because I want you to grab this. They brought words first before they showed the fruit of the land. So they talked about something first. And then they brought the fruit of the land. Observe that order. Thus they told him and said, We went into the land where you sent us. 
Look at their words. It certainly does flow with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. So they said that. And they showed the fruit. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. What are they doing right now? Right there. They're, they're adding to the report. They, 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 they want to add something to the report. The people who live in the land are strong. And their cities are fortified. And very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the giants. <laughs> Amalek is living in the land of the Negev. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are living in the hill country. And the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of Jordan. Look at verse 30. Look at verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means, we should by all means go up and take possession of it. For we will surely overcome it. Now, why did Caleb quiet the people? Why did Caleb interrupt this report? Because, look, look at what is going on here. In verse 27, praise God, the, 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 they began to talk about the land. In verse 28, they have left the basic information about the land. Now they are describing the problem. And they are going to go into, into massive details. And Caleb said, that's not our business. Just keep quiet. Let's go. We can take the land. And you know the reason why? God knows they were those giants before He gave them the land. Glory to God. You know what? God has told us about 2020. He knew we would hit this thing. He knew all this is going to go on. And instead of us describing the promises of God, we're busy describing the Antichrist. We're busy describing all kinds of stuff. And I wish I can be like Caleb tonight to just quiet you and say in the name of Jesus, we can take over this year. In the name of Jesus, we can have the victory. In the name of Jesus, faith will create our own reality. Glory to God. Let's look at verse 31. I like this. He quieted the people. Some people around you just need to keep quiet. They are masters of describing situations. You know, some people are masters are describing how bad things are. I mean, they, they've got all the reports, all the things, all the WhatsApp videos, all the articles, all the blogs. You know, some people actually spend their days sourcing for information. Like, you know, this is going on right now. Don't worry, I'm going to, I'm going to look for the source. And they spend the whole day sourcing for the information of, yeah, the sources of bad news and bad reports. Are we denying the fact? We're not denying the fact that there are strong people in the land. We're not deni- denying the fact that the Jebusites and the Amorites and the Canaanites are living in the land. We are denying the fact that those people have the ability not to make us inherit the land. Glory to God. That's what we're saying. That regardless of how many giants we've got in the land, we are well able, glory to God, to possess and to take a hold of the inheritance that God has for us this year. And I declare to you by the Spirit, this is what I believe. 2020 is going to be our best year ever. Glory to God. Personally, in my life, December 31st, 2020, it will just be full of praises and dancing and glory to God. Why? Because every word that God spoke to me about this year will find expression. Praise God. Like Brother Copeland would say, I've preached myself happy. Praise God. Alright. No, 31. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. Can you see right here? They said it with their mouths. Now, hold your place there. 
Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. And I'll show you something there. Just hold your place there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll come back there. Go to verse 13. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 13. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Hold that place there. You know what I'm, I'm about to point to you from that place? They spoke what they believed. You know, sometimes we make people to confess what they, didn't, what they don't believe. You know, you tell somebody, well, you can live in hell, confess the health of God. Yeah, I know. Okay, and then they go, just to please you, they confess something, but they don't believe it. You don't have just what you confess. In Mark eleven twenty three, scripture says, if you do not doubt in your heart. If you do not doubt in your heart. So, your faith confessions must be substantiated by no doubt. Amen. Maybe you should have a t-shirt and just write no doubt here in the center of your chest. Just make sure. You write no doubt here. Praise the name of the Lord. Now go on. He says, verse 30. Then we're back to Numbers 13 now. We're back to Numbers 13. Praise God. Okay. Verse 30 now. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. And said, we should by all means go up and take possession of it. Why? Because God has given it to us already. God has already promised us. Listen. Glory to God. Listen to this carefully. Whatever God has promised you. Is yours legally. You have to possess it. And don't let the devil. Take a bit. Of anything. God has promised you. Hallelujah. You know I, I look at people this, this time around. And people are already giving up. People are, Man people are. You know people are preparing for the worst. And yet they are in faith. You know, people are just getting ready for the worst. Oh, we don't know what's going to happen. Oh, maybe the Antichrist is coming. Oh, maybe Jesus wants to blow the trumpet. Oh, maybe Angel Michael has forgotten to blow the trumpet. Oh, maybe... I mean, confusion everywhere. There's no stability. You talk to a believer, he's more afraid than uh, somebody who worships idols. No confidence. And you know the reason why? We haven't been putting faith in our hearts all along. We've just been drifting along. Just go to church, clap, give your tithes. No faith. And I'll tell you this, I'm not just saying this because I'm a pastor. I'm not, I'm not one bit moved by anything going on around the world. Not a bit. Not one bit. You know, someone was telling me the other day, I, I didn't want to engage in a long conversation. So the person told me, yeah, don't you think this is the end of the world? I said, fine, let the world end. And so, I know exactly where I'm going to be. Where will I be? I'm going to be with Jesus. So I don't have a problem with that. Who is scared of the end of the world? I mean, you know... <laughs> I really don't care. Is the world going to end? Let it end. I, I mean, then what do you want to do? Do you want to stop the world from ending? I mean, people just get scared over nothing. Well, one thing I tell you, December 31st, we're going to be here. Praise God. Why? Because God has spoken to us about this year. And God has given us victory. And God has spoken to us. We are well able to possess the year. And every victory that God has ordained for it. Glory to God. Okay, let's go on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But then the men who had gone up with him said, they said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are too strong for us. Look at verse 32. So they gave out to the sons of Israel, listen to these, a bad report of the land which they have spied out. That, that, that was, you know the reason 
The children, the children of Israel didn't get into the promised land. They listened to the ten spies. If it was just two spies, Joshua and Caleb that had gone to spy the land and came back, all of them would have gotten into the promised land. But they chose to listen to the spies that brought the bad report. Pause, 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 pause. Let's come back here. Look at this. Look at this now. The people who brought the bad report were not bad people. (laughs) It was the report that was bad. They were faithless people who gave a bad report. They They were sons of God. They were children of Israel. I mean, come on, look at it. If... You were to select, if, some, if, if, a, if, a, if a king was here, and he was to select one person from each tribe to go and spy the land, he's not going to select the laziest person. He's not going to select the, the, the person who is dull, who cannot comprehend. He's going to select the best. So these guys were the best. They were like, I'll say, they were the expert of their time. So they were great guys. And they were children of the covenant. These are not unbelievers. So sometimes, you know why I pause to say that? Sometimes the people who will give you bad reports are good Christians. Good Christians. But very bad reports. They have all the bad reports of the land. Good Christians. Good guys. Experts. They'll show you how scientifically this, <laughs> this problem cannot be solved. They'll show you how with all the economic figure in the world, your business is going to go down. Expert, great guys, not bad people. It's only the report that is bad. And you need to be careful of that because that will prevent you from entering the promise. And then tomorrow you say, oh God, why did I enter the promise? After all you said, no, it was not his choice for you to believe a bad report. You chose that. Praise God. We're talking about the hearing of faith. We're talking about the hearing of faith. But the man, the man who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people. For they are too strong for us. God never asks you to describe the situation. God never asks you to describe how strong the people are. God says you shall have what you say. What is the end of your faith? Stick that. And that's what the woman with the issue of blood said. He said, if I touch his garment, I'll be made whole. That's what Jairus said. If you lay hands on my, on my daughter, she will come alive. What are you expecting? You keep that confession consistent. Glory to God. You keep that confession consistent. Look at this. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they aspired at. Saying, the land through which we have gone in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. The same thing Caleb didn't want them to talk about where they went into more details. They said, man, this land will devour it its inhabitants. But you realize that if the land is devouring its habitat, you ask yourself, why are there still people in the land? There were people living in the land, right? So, if the land was devouring its habitat, everybody should be dead by then. Why did you meet people there? You know, because evil reports will exaggerate. Listen to this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Evil report, this is a word from the Spirit of the Lord. Evil report will exaggerate the ability of the enemy. You need to write that down. Evil report will exaggerate, will amplify, will magnify the ability of the enemy. We need to get that on a sticker or something and just put it somewhere and tell people see it and read it. Evil reports will overestimate the ability of the enemy. When you hear evil report, it will overestimate the ability of a disease. When you 
hear the evil report, it will overestimate the ability of the economic situation. When you hear an evil report, it will overestimate the power of the enemy. Why faith, glory to God, will appropriate. We can't overestimate God because our God is bigger than the biggest, praise God. But it will appropriate the power of God on our behalf. Glory to God. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report. You need to be careful of those guys who's always got bad reports. Some of you, you need to just block them off. Bad reports of the land. I mean, the land is flowing with milk and honey. They didn't see that. They saw giants. They saw this. They saw that. And the land through which we have gone in spining out is a land that devours inhabitants. And all the people we saw in there are men of great size. There, there we also saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anakah, the people, part of the Nephilim. And we became like grasshoppers in their own sight. And so we were in their sight. Now, this is interesting. These were able-bodied warriors sent to the land to spy the land. You can't send a lazy, you know, weak wimp to the front of the battle to spy the land. So we can rightly assume that these were Great guys sent to spy the land. And you know what they call themselves? Say, we're like grasshoppers. Man, if you were like grasshopper, we shouldn't have sent grasshoppers to, spend, to spy the land. Why would we spend, send grasshoppers to spy the land? Then the interesting thing he says, that is how we were in our own sight. Because when you listen to evil reports and you overestimate the power of the enemy, you will begin to diminish in size and authority. Yeah. You will begin to diminish. You begin to see the ability of that enemy to overtake you. And you will begin to reduce your own, who you are. Instead of talking about who you are in Christ, the abilities. You know, you know right now, can you imagine right now? Nobody's discussing the healing power of God. Can you see that? Nobody's talking about the power of God to heal. Nobody's talking about how, how powerful God healed the terrible sicknesses and ailments God healed in the scriptures, the ability of God. And you know what people are saying? And they are saying it, mocking believers and mocking healing evangelists. Well, if, if, if Jesus can heal like you said, why don't you just go to those nations where these things are and lay hands on everybody? And they are not saying it because they, want to, they, they believe in the healing power of God. They are saying it in mockery. And that's what they did to Jesus. The, the, the brothers of Jesus say, well, if you say you can heal, go to the feast and go and heal everybody there. Nobody performs miracles in secret. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus did not go. He did not respond. Because our response in releasing the healing power of God is not in a setting of mockery to show that God is... Listen, if this whole event going on in the world doesn't teach the world that God is great, then they'll never learn any lesson. And so we don't make mockery of the healing power of God. And you don't join unbelievers to make mockery of the healing power of God because, you know, many years ago, a man used to mock Ore Roberts about the healing power of God. And used to say, well, there's nothing like that. And said, said all this trash he used to say about the healing power of God. One day, Ore Robert heard. And Ore Robert said, don't worry. He says, you will believe in the healing power of God when you need it. And that was all. Many years later, this man was down with sickness. And they brought him to one of those oral robot tents. And thank God for the mercies of God. He got healed. Hallelujah. He got healed because he knew that he had come to the point where nobody would be able to serve him but the Lord Jesus. 
And what the church should be talking about right now, it's amplifying the ability of our God to stop a plague. It's amplifying the power of our God. It's not amplifying the Antichrist, it's amplifying Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they spied out, saying the land through which we have gone and spying it out, a land that divorced the inhabitants and all the people who we saw in it are men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, and we became like grasshoppers in, in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. They didn't, how did you see how you were in their sight? Did you talk with them? No. You know, because bad reports always comes with over-exaggeration. Facts will be exaggerated. Things will be exaggerated. Thank you, Lord. Verse chapter 14. Then all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. Can you see what the power of ten men did to a congregation? This is over... Well, let's underestimate. This is over two million people. Ten people got them crying all night. They lifted their voice. They began to cry. (laughs) And all the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, Would that we have died in the land of Egypt. Or would that we have died in this wilderness. Can you you, you see, see what's happening right now? The bad report is shaping their expectation. It's shaping their confession. It's shaping their declaration. And the bad report is shaping their desire. Look at this. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land? To fall by the sword. Our wives, our little ones will become plundered. You see, they're already declaring another expectation. Says our wives, our little ones will become plundered. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? These were the same people that cried for 430 years that God should deliver them. You see what bad report does? Bad report will make you begin to wish that things, you know, you, you begin to manage, well, I have all this sickness. You know, if it was only migraine headache, it would just be okay. <laughs> then I can take my paracetamol. Do you understand that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I read, well, it, you know, I read, I, I saw something online. It's, it's, it's a joke, but it's a funny joke. This guy had very bad medical cases, right? I'm not going to mention them because this goes all over the world. But he had all these bad medical cases, really bad, right? All the tests came out positive, 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 very terrible medical cases. Then on top, there was COVID-19. He came out negative. Then the guy was rejoicing like, oh, well, thank God, thank God, I'm not. Now, you see, because this thing had been so amplified, the fact that he was negative on that and positive on the rest of things, he felt like, well, it's okay. I can deal with all these things. I can live with all this sickness. I don't just want this one. And some believers are like that. Don't live with less than anything that God has provided for you. What that means is your total life prosperity, redeemed from spiritual death, sickness, and poverty. God has paid the price for those things. Don't take anything from the devil and say, well, I think I can just manage this headache. I think I can just manage this sickness. Don't manage anything the devil is giving to you. Christ has come that we might have life. Glory to God. And have it more abundantly. Let's, let's go on now. Verse 4. So they said one to another, let's appoint a leader and return to Egypt. You see what Evil Report is doing? is changing their desires. These are people that set out to go to the promised land. And they say, well, it's okay. We, we, we've seen enough. Let's just go back. That's what Evil Report does. 
Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in the presence of all the sons of the congregation of the sons of Israel. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jophanan, of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, then He will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Now one of the things I like about what Joshua said, he says, if the Lord is pleased with us, He will bring us into the land. What, what makes us to please God? Faith. 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 If we are in faith, we will please God. And God will be pleased with us. And he says, if God is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land. And you know what I like about that? Joshua was not relying on his ability to get into the land. He was relying on the the fact that God was pleased with them and the fact that God had the ability to get them into the land. And that's what faith is. Faith is not saying, well, we have the ability to withstand this evil going on in the earth. Faith is saying, listen, God is pleased with us. And God has got the ability to bring us over. Faith is relying on the ability of God on, to act on your behalf. Praise the name of the Lord. So faith gets into, into this realm and releases the ability of God. So if I'm trusting God for something, if I'm in faith for something, and, and I'm declaring over our ministry that this is our good days. We are coming into the overflow. And after this whole thing is over, we are going to experience increase like never before. I'm not saying that on my own strength. I'm saying that because that's exactly what the power and the ability of God is going to do to us and to our partners. Glory to God. And so you realize that this whole thing about faith is not just... Uh, how do I put it now? Wow, I've got five minutes more. This whole thing about faith is not just, you know, a wishing. It's a lifestyle. I mean, it's, it's, it's your life. You are so saturated by it, you cannot see another way. You, you cannot see how things will not just work out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so it goes on to say, and, and you see how the report, two men, it just, so let me say this here, right? Majority doesn't always mean that they are right. Two people gave a good report about the land, ten gave a bad report. It didn't mean the fact that they are ten meant that they were right. No, ten people can be wrong and two people can be right. Two people can be wrong, ten people can be right. What is right is just right. Praise God. Okay. Verse 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. So, two things here. Joshua speaks to two key things here. It speaks to the fact that if we do not act on what God is saying, we are rebelling against God. And then, we are living in fear. And, right there, right there. The hearing of the evil report bettered fear. If this whole congregation had listened to only Joshua, they would have gone into the promised land. Praise God. If this congregation had only listened to Joshua, they would all have gotten into the promised land. But they didn't. They chose to believe the evil report. And the book of Hebrews calls it the evil heart of unbelief. You know, unbelief is actually rebelling against God. You know how unbelief is rebelling against God? Unbelief is saying, well, you know what? What God said cannot come to pass. 
The circumstances are so much. Whatever God said to me cannot come to pass. The circumstances are so bleak. What God said to me cannot come to pass. Let's read on. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. For they will be our prey. Can you see what faith is saying? Faith is saying, these people will be our prey. Fear is saying, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. Now, the same people, the same giant, is being described by two set of people differently. So you know what? Everybody will have a different way of approaching the problem. Some people will look at the problem and say, well, I'm like grasshopper in the side of this problem. Some people will say, well, devil, you're not getting any glory out of this. I'm getting healed, saved, delivered, set free. No evil is coming out of my dwelling. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't let the devil get you into that place where you murmur so much. And you, you know, some people have already even started posting that jokingly. Oh, 2019 were better. I wish we were in last year. Ah, some people have said, oh, this year should just reset. You know what? You know, they joke about those things, but that's, I mean, it's not, you, the child of God, his path shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. And I'll tell you something. This thing about faith is the difference between life and death. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I took years to immerse myself in the word of God. And build faith up until this time. If there's any bit of anxiety in my heart, zero. Fear in my heart, none. I mean, it's not just a statement of will. It's absolutely none. If you come around me, no. Why? Man, I'm in the plan of God for my life. I'm doing exactly what God asked me to do. And I have the word of God and I have the promises of God. You know, nothing can touch you. Until God says your days on earth are over. And I have God's word. That with long life will he satisfy me. And show me his salvation. Glory to God. There are promises that God is giving to me. Concerning my old age. And I lay hold on them. Those prophetic words. Are words with which we can wage warfare with Paul told Timothy. Say wage a good warfare with the words that came to you. The prophetic words you received. This is the time to meditate on those prophetic words. Meditate on what God said to you concerning your life, your ministry, your marriage, your business, your, your whatever the Lord has spoken to you about. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Alright. Oh, glory, glory, glory. We might not be able to finish this. We'll, we'll be up on Sunday. But let's, let's, let's get up to verse 10. Then we can follow up from there on Sunday. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. Do not fear. Do not fear. Remember what... Uh, Jesus told Jairus overhearing that report of death, the death of the child, when Jairus heard that report, Jesus said to Jairus, do not be afraid, only believe. Keep the faith switch turned on. Don't put it off. Keep your faith right there. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them and the lord is with us do not fear them can you see joshua is using the spirit of faith to address the spirit of fear 
So, the hearing of faith gives us the spirit of faith. The hearing of faith imparts the spirit of faith into us. And, and when we receive the spirit of faith, we have boldness to speak against the spirit of fear. You know, people are trying to speak against the spirit of fear without having the spirit of faith. There's no word. They're not hearing anything. There's nothing they're standing on. And they're just going out there rebuking fear. It's like trying to shoot a thief and there are no bullets in the gun. You know what? That thief is going to come after you and probably even kill you with that bullet, with, with that gun. The first thing you need, if you want your gun to be effective, make sure it's loaded up. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. This is not time to just go out there and say stuff. This is time to go into the word, meditate on the word, and, and put your eyes on the word. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the prophetic word. Get messages like this. Load yourself up. Immerse yourself totally in the word of God. And before you know, God will begin to give you words from your inside. And you begin to speak those words out and they are going to be backed up by the very power, the very Spirit of God. Let's look at, it says, the Lord is with us. Thank you, Lord. That's, that's reassuring. Glory to God. The Lord is with us. Do not fear. But the congregation said to stone them with stones. Then the glory of the Lord appeared in the tent of the meeting to all the sons of Israel. It's almost like God just showed up. He was tired. And God showed up. Do you realize that literally the children of Israel, if God did not show up, would have stoned Joshua and Caleb for speaking faith? You know, I told someone today, I said, to be, to be a Christian and act the word of God is tough in our society. Because the whole society, I mean, we're full of compromise. And it's the same thing. If you want to live the faith life in this world, man, people are going to mock you. People are going to stone you. When you say stop, they say, well, you're not the only one. Well, just be wise. Well, just be careful. And, and they almost stoned Joshua and Caleb for giving them a faith report. How many times do people attack us for teaching the message of faith? Thank you, Lord. How many times do people come against us? It's like, and just, just release all kinds of stuff because we're teaching people that faith in God will always work. And that's the challenge because people want to hear the evil report. They are confident with the evil report. That's what they like. That's what they want to hear. That's what they share. That's what they feed on. But you know what? If we want to get into the promises of God for our life, we need to stay in faith. Glory to God. Our time is up. I'll just pray and then we'll pick this up on Sunday. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray right now for everyone listening to the sound of my voice that they would receive the impartation of the spirit of faith, that you would stir our heart, desire to be fed the word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless you and may he keep you and may he cause his face to shine upon you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.